This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Oh yeah, let's go Friday. Let's radio this thing. Let's weekend this, baby. Good morning. Bill Ryder with you. I'm in sweats and a t-shirt. Tom looks like a farmer. I don't know why. We're ready to go. Coast to coast. I've got Iowa vibes in L.A. He's got Iowa vibes of a different kind in New York. Coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Farmer Pretty Daddy. I like the I like the flannel. You know what that shirt says? It says, it's cold in New York. Good morning, Bill. Happy Friday to you. We are sure. expecting more snow in the Northeast today, so I'm ready. I'm prepared with my flannel. Let me ask you a question. There's kind of a fancy schmancy restaurant in the community in which I live here in L.A. Okay, it's a steakhouse. It's old school. It's a little too pricey. You don't go there that much, all right? If you lived here, this would be your spot. You're a fancy schmancy guy. I went two nights in a row. Because it's a long Whoa. story. So the manager came over and was like, "What are you?" Basically, the manager's like, "What are you doing here again?" On the second, on the first night, I wore jeans and a nice shirt. I look nice, right? Last night, I look nice, but I wore my Nike pants that are not sweats. Stop it! And it looked. And Stop it! And I gotta tell you, it looked good. You, you missed this argument. They're not sweatpants. If you missed this debate, I've got these. Um, I don't even know what they're called. They're they're sort of. I don't know what the material is, not nylon. They're know, a, called no, no, no. sweatpants. Sweatpants are kind of kind of puffy. These are sleek and slick and, 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 and comfortable. I can play tennis in them. I can go for a walk when it's cold. I can wear them with like a cool outfit. Looks it look and by the way, it looked great. I almost sent you a photo. I'm thankful you didn't because I would have been outraged. You would have ruined my night. I am gonna be in New York in a week and a half, and I want you to know. I'm coming into the office every day wearing these things. Every day. So you can see. Is there still a dress code there? I mean, I I act as if there's one. I am not making fun of this. I am from Iowa. Uh, We have had a family farm. I didn't work on it, but my my dad did. There's a Ryder Road in Cascade, Iowa, near the farm. Uh, I I, I shucked corn when I was a high school kid for money. I I love farm. You look like a farmer. You got like a farmer... Vibe going on today. I'm wearing a flannel. Yeah, but it's like the sort of the red and the farmers you know. are the only ones that can wear flannels. Hey man, they made. If I wear a jersey, I'm trying to look like an athlete, right? If I wear, you know, a, a, a suit, I'm trying to look like a I don't know, lawyer, stockbroker. I don't know. <laughs> well, why why can't you just wear a suit and be professional? Do you, if you're, because if you suits are awful. <laughs> well, that that I agree with. I largely made my career decisions based on not having to wear a suit, and then one day it ended up in TV when I was at Fox, and I had, dude, I am not a diva, especially when it comes to what I'm wearing. Like, I don't, you want to put me on TV? Put me in any outfit you want. They required me to wear a, a, a tie, and I just refused to do it. So the pre- the vice president of the company 
like the boss's boss one day I was like, hey man, why aren't you wearing ties on the air? I'm like, oh, uh. he's like, I know you're refused. You got to wear the tie. And I was like, I don't want to wear the tie. You know what happened the next day and for all the other days? I wore a tie, Tom. <laughs> that tracks. Ties are terrible. You're basically putting a rope around your neck and then slightly suffocating yourself. Well, that's pretty aggressive. Do you like wearing ties? No, I don't. Yeah, I've seen you when you've interviewed for jobs. So fancy pants. See, you're a fancy schmancy pants guy. Thank you for that. You wouldn't wear that shirt to a job interview? The one that I'm currently wearing? No, not yeah. at all. It's a great start to the show. Uh, Mike, Tom, I, I look, you and I, t- Tommy Pretty Daddy, who was just talking there, the executive producer, we had a different reaction to, to Mike Tom. I, I really, I'm just impressed by the guy. And we, I, criticized him earlier in the week, start of the week, for his put out frustrated, I get it, but still, response to a question after the Steelers lost that playoff game to, to his contract. He came out and kind of apologized, but I found it really classy and just some insight into him and why I think he's a great coach. Coming up, his own words, 20 minutes from now, we're going to get into, obviously, all the NFL playoff match matchups over the weekend. And Tom, hell of a job, out-researched our own CBS Sports Radio research department because they didn't send this. Tom did. Tom looked into the way in which the, the extra week in the National Football League and the format that is relatively new has utterly changed the teams that largely you're going to watch this weekend and the teams that have a chance to be Super Bowl champions. It's really interesting. We'll give you that in 30 or 40 minutes. Great job, Tom. By the way, when you pass the research department in the hallway or like in the restroom or like, you know, when they give food away there, are is there jealousy or is there professional respect when you when you sort of one-up them like this? No, they're like every other colleague I have here. They try not to make eye contact with me mm-hmm. and don't say hello and are not big fans of mine. No, but you're describing your interactions with everyone, not oh, their interactions sorry, sorry. with you. I got, I got, got that confused. Yeah. All the way around then. Farmers can be pretty reticent, though. They're sort of focused on the land. You know what I'm saying? They're in the tractor. This is a nice oh. shirt. It's got a collar. It's got mm-hmm. a pocket. I like it. My Uncle Al a great, was a great guy. Um... Who, who ran the farm, he could be mistaken for being not very nice. He was just sort of introverted and quiet and, you know. But you're not nice, though, so that's a bad compare. I'm sorry, Uncle Al. Uh, Nick Costello's going to – but I like you. You're just not – but by your own account, you're not very nice, right? Uh, yeah, told I, would, me this. I would agree with yeah. that. It's all good. Uh, Nick Costos is going to be on the show. He likes to not be nice to you. I don't know what the deal is there. At I don't know if it's at Nick Costos. We'll give it to you in an hour. Don't worry about it. I already follow him. Buy or sell? What? You, you want me to have it all written down? Uh, it's ja- at the Costos. The Costos. It's jazz, baby. Okay? It's Sometimes it's jazz, all right? It's uh, Ryan Gosling in La La Land at the end of the movie. Have you seen that one? Of course not. Oh, man. That's a good one. It's a tearjerker. And then we've got the, the segment that defines Tom's life, Bum of the Week. Have you won the last two of these things? No. One. One. I can't keep track. Let's, you and Aaron Rodgers. Easy let's to pump the brakes there. Easy to get you guys confused. Uh, Tom is angling for anyone on earth other than himself to be bum of the week. So he sent me a list of four hundred and now thirty-one people. Wherever you are, wherever you're listening, wherever you specifically are, Tom just sent me your name. He's just he's looking for anybody. All right, this is good. We did a seven-minute sort of like, here's what's coming up. That's what the bosses love that here on, on the show, and they are listening religiously, so I'm in trouble. Let's let's get to some football time. You want to do that? Yes, I do. So we start the show saying, happy to admit when we're wrong. Happy. And by the way, not just – there are some things I don't want to be wrong on. Not out of ego, out of per, 
personal animosity, I suppose. I will be fine if Kyrie Irving never wins another NBA championship. I will be. I'm more than fine that the Chris. Remember, Chris Paul was going to go to the Warriors and they were going to be good. No one's brought up, including me, the fact that this dynasty. There's a lot of reasons this dynasty has fallen apart the minute this guy just showed up in that place. I would certainly love to be wrong about the Bears and just my sort of hate for them, even though I secretly love them. I would love to be wrong about my belief that I said a couple years ago that the Buffalo Bills window has closed. I would like to believe and see and and celebrate Josh Allen besting someone like Patrick Mahomes to showcase his ability to win under the the most pressure-packed moments against top-tier talent. Hell, I I, I said a few years ago I thought Jalen Brunson was going to be a bust, and I wake up, I don't know, I, I, I watch NBA games, but if I miss one like I did last night, I'll know Brunson had a good game when I get 400 notes from, like, really thirsty, uh, fairly pathetic. But I understand Knicks fans who are like, what do you have to say now? I like Jalen Brunson. I'm rooting for him. Glad I'm wrong on that one. I want the Bills to almost win this game this weekend. I am from – I'm not from, but I lived in Kansas City for 10 years. My kids were born there. I, I covered that team. I know Clark Hunt because I spent a bunch of time with him for an article back in the day. I, if it was any other team on earth, I'd be rooting for Buffalo. I don't think they're going to win this football game, even though they're three-point three favorites. And most people you talk to around the National Football League are, are highly skeptical. We, there are Josh Allen super fans out there. This is an inflection point for the organization. They have resurrected the opportunity to push that window back open. They have resurrected the reality that could be who they are going forward to be a team that matters in the AFC. They have given themselves a chance, and it's in a really, really difficult situation. They've given themselves a chance to reclaim that momentum, not just this year, but in terms of that organization heading in the right direction. And the team they have to beat in order, I think, for things to keep flying high and not fall apart, because it will if they lose, is the Kansas City Chiefs. And under that kind of pressure, in that kind of situation, despite the fact that the game is in Buffalo, I know it's Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game ever, I don't trust the Buffalo Bills to hold it together. And there's a lot going on here, all right? Our guy Ty Dunn, and we've talked about this a lot, made huge news back when the Bills had, what was it? I think it was a 3% or a 9% or a 1%, a lowly percentage to make the playoffs. Ty Dunn came out with a long, multi-part series, reported, excellent source that basically said Sean McDermott's a guy that people like in Buffalo, in the organization, but he can't do it. He didn't call him Ty a bum, but that's my answer. The guy's a bum, right? Can't win. And the Buffalo Bills responded. And all they've done is win football games. And all they've done is not just pull themselves into a position to be in the playoffs. They're the two seed in the AFC. They have home field advantage against the Chiefs because they found a way to win big games at the end of the year, including a big game against the Dolphins. I mean, we're talking about a football team that has done what needed to be done to salvage, for the moment, Sean McDermott's job. And what they've been done for the moment to salvage the idea that Josh Allen is still a top-tier quarterback. And, and that has salvaged the idea that the Bills can still compete. Here's the thing. I'm not taking anything away from these guys. They've accomplished it. I give them all the credit in the world. It's a hell of a thing. It's incredibly impressive. But they're not the Packers in this scenario. The Packers are shocked. It's shocking the Packers here. It's impressive. But it's, it's like house money. It's like whatever happens from here on in with Green Bay If Green Bay gets its you-know-what kicked over the weekend, they have still clearly laid a foundation. They have the right quarterback. They have the right coach. They have the right young core. They have the right GM, Mr. Gutenkins. We all apologize for going after you. It's good Aaron Rodgers in there. They're fine. The Packers don't have to win this weekend in order to showcase 
and to show and, and for us to know and for them to know internally that they're on the right path. They are. Same for the Tex- Texans. Domingo Ryans has lots of years ahead of him. C.J. Stroud has lots of years ahead of him. The Bills' miraculous run, the response to that article by Ty, the, the response to people like me being doubters, has only gotten Buffalo to where they were supposed to be all around, all along. I mean, congratulations, that's great, congratulations, but like someone once told me, you know, you don't expect in a marriage or a friendship to be praised for doing the stuff that's natural and obvious, right? You don't get, for lack of a better analogy, an award for not cheating on your wife or not being a piece of crap to your buddy. What you're supposed to be, you be. And anything beyond that is what you get praised for. The Buffalo Bills, being a two-seed, barely, but there, and being in the second round of the playoffs and hosting a big playoff game against a good team, that's how it works in the second round of the playoffs, this isn't some massive accomplishment. This isn't the Packers or, or the Texans ahead of schedule. This is where they're always supposed to be. And they've had to get back there. And if they don't beat the Kansas City Chiefs, it is still more the same. I don't care what happened in the last two, three, four, five, six, seven football games. And here's the thing. History in the NFL is more of a guide than almost any other past in any other sport to what's going to happen in the present and the future. We've seen this. We saw it with, with Mike McCarthy, who somehow still has a job. We saw it with Tom Brady on the other side of the spectrum. It's why I'm skeptical, small sample size, of, of the Ravens being a sure thing. The Bills haven't been able to win these games. The reason McDermott was in trouble, the reason a bunch of people told Ty Dunn he couldn't handle it, the reason people like me are skeptical of this Buffalo team isn't because we doubt they can win three or four games in a row in the regular season. It isn't because we doubt they can go and play a team like the Dolphins, who who are, who were interesting and good but not against tough teams, and win that game. It's because we don't think they can win these football games. These games when they're a favorite at home against a really good team. Why? Take Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes head-to-head, which obviously, a few years ago, it was Mahomes and then Allen was going to be the, the rival. And then it was Joe Burrow, and Burrow maybe is, but obviously has been hurt. It's hard to kind of know who that person, who that... Right now, people might point to Lamar Jackson, but he's never won anything. It, it's Mahomes and a bunch of guys trying to compete for that mantle. But there have been moments in the last few years when we thought, when people thought, when people proclaimed, it's Josh Allen against Mahomes. And that creates a rivalry. And that creates an intensity. And that makes those games and those quarterbacks feel like it's something really special. It is a precursor to the postseason. Sometimes it is the postseason. Josh Allen and Mahomes have gone head-to-head in this kind of situation six times. Allen is 3-1 and one against Patrick Mahomes. You ready for this? A little dot, dot, dot. Context coming. King context coming in the regular season. Josh Allen has dominated Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I know it's not a one-on-one sport. Josh Allen's Buffalo Bills have dominated 3-1, and 1-3-4. I'm good at math. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the regular season. In the postseason, I know those games were at Arrowhead because the Chiefs earned it. Mahomes is 2-0. and 38-24, and, and then a, a Chiefs overtime win in the divisional round a couple years ago. The Bills are still the Bills. The questions still remain. They're not the Bills going to be playing some team that's going to be an easy pushover. This is the opportunity for Buffalo to show me that I was wrong when I said they weren't going to ever get there, that the AFC had gotten too tough. It is an opportunity, even though he reported it's all true, but what's true isn't what's remembered, for the Buffalo Bills to show that they do have Sean McDermott's back and he can can be the coach, even if it's ironically, by fueling a team around him through the reporting of accuracy in regards to his own shortcomings. But the world's a crazy place. 
this is a seminal moment, not just for this postseason. Obviously, the Buffalo Bills would like to win this game and go to or even host an AFC championship game. Got it, got it. But it's also a huge, huge moment for their organization and confidence in Josh Allen. And Josh Allen's, let's be frank, confidence in himself. And I think still Sean McDermott's position in that organization, if not job. And I have no insight into that. Maybe he's safe because he's won these games. But again, they have gotten themselves to where they are always supposed to be. And doing the thing that just is part of the deal, part of the expectation, the standard minimum for whatever you are, and the Buffalo Bills are supposed to be a contender, that isn't enough for me for these guys to be great. My point is the test of excellence, the test of who the Bills are, the idea that they've turned it around, the idea they've proved everybody wrong. It hasn't happened over the last handful of games of this regular season. It did not happen last weekend in Buffalo where they moved the game against the Steelers, by the way. I don't want to get into this, but you play that game in snow, I think it's a little different. I'm just saying that was a lucky break. It happens against the Chiefs where they're three, three-and-a-half-point favorites, and I'm telling you, and I want to be wrong. I started this. Happy to be wrong. Happy to be wrong. I like Josh Allen. More than that, I just like the city of Buffalo. I got nothing against Sean McDermott. They ain't, they're not winning the game. They could. Sports, they ain't winning the game. The end. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. Twitter, sports writer, my last name, R-E-I-T-E-R, at Pretty Daddy CBS. Adam Klug, we bring up sometimes, uh, is the program director down at, at, at the San Diego Odyssey Sports Station. 97.3 The Fan? I should know this. They, they're crushing it down there. Used to be my producer back in the day when we did the show at night. Good friend of mine. Funny guy. Interesting guy. Would you agree, Tom? Unique personality. Unique personality, yes. The other day he said to me, hey, what the hell's going on with Pretty Daddy? I'm like, oh yeah, Tom's good. He goes, what? Why is he Pretty Daddy? Why is he Pretty Daddy? Tom will answer that question, and I'll tell you about Mike Tomlin next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. He's Bill Ryder, and people can't stop listening. When's the last time you consumed honey? I don't like honey. I mean, <laughs> I don't like honey. <laughs> what, what are we talking about here? You don't like honey? No, not at all. Honey is kind of nature's miracle. It's pretty amazing that bees make it. It's Ryder than you with Bill Ryder. Nature's miracle. I'm a renaissance man, Tom. <laughs> Clearly. Deal with it. Clearly. Deal with it. I will ask you a question to which I have my own view and involvement, but I will allow you to answer it. Adam Klug, avid not listener, 
former producer, colleague, friend, wants to know, why are you called Pretty Daddy? It's from a 1950s song that I don't know who sings it, who wrote it, or what it's about, but there is a Pretty Daddy reference in it. You love that reference so much that you names me Pretty Daddy. Ironically, the song Pretty Daddy is the moniker given to the person singing the song after his lady friend, I think, cheats on him or goes out with somebody else and then wants him back. And he is, in effect, saying, hell no. Pretty Daddy is... <laughs> can't have Pretty Daddy. After a while, Crocodile, you are a player. In the, I mean, you, you're like, you're just a face palm, young lady. Yeah. It's a, it's, every time I say it, it's a compliment no. of the highest no. order. Definitely not. Definitely not. Oh, I did not watch Reacher last night. How was it? I was under the impression it dropped on Fridays. So I think the few tweets that we got were were about last week's episode. It was my assumption. Oh, no, I think it comes out on, I on thought it was Wednesdays. every. I thought it was every Friday. I, I don't know. I, ha- I haven't seen it. Though. You haven't seen it? Okay. I have not. I have made fun of it, but I did spend an hour watching Reacher clips the other night on YouTube. Last week's episode was the best eh. one so far. I don't care eh. what you say. No. First season was better, by the way. Stop. Stop. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. story is a lot better. The story's better, but the actual entertainment value. <sighs> the prison fight scenes. I don't, I don't. I cannot wait. You and I are getting lunch in a couple weeks. I'm really excited. Get a drink one day, get lunch another day. Possibly. Maybe. No, no, we're hanging. Maybe. You and me. You and me. Um. All right, Mike Tomlin. So, so Mike Tomlin stormed out. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play it again because it's so. Mike Tomlin came off of a loss to the Bills in the playoffs, and again, I think everything is contextual. I think you you assess and judge stars, teams, athletes based on expectations. The Bills, I think, have a, a legitimate expectation of real excellence. The fact that Steelers made the playoffs to me is an accomplishment. It just with the roster and the quarterback situation, it it really it really is. Doesn't mean you want to lose. Doesn't mean Mike Tomlin is is giving himself flowers after the game for the loss. He comes to the podium. He's asked about his contract situation. Contracts up in a year, and there's been low key rumors he might go somewhere else. And he storms out of the he just storms out of the press conference. He questions, "Hey, Mike, your contract?" And she can't even finish. The, he storms out. So yesterday he did his weekly press conference and it started here. Good afternoon. Uh, in a little better mood today, man. Anybody got any contract questions? Let, let me just, I want to jump, sorry, Tom, I want to jump in here because if you watched it, he's actually trying to make a joke. I know it, it, it won't come across if you, because I, I, I'll play the whole clip, but it won't come across the way in which he is apologizing to a degree with humor. There's a butt coming, it's reasonable, but like, I really, the guy's likable, man, because it takes a real man. It takes character to be angry and frustrated and snap at somebody, right or wrong. In a setting like that, and then to come back and be like, "Yeah, okay," and you don't hear the words "I'm sorry," but if you could see the clip, you could see his face. He's trying to get a laugh. He's trying to get a joke. I, it was a good moment. It was a likable moment, and I think it was some insight into, oh, "Okay, this guy's got a hard ass side, but he's also got a funny, charismatic side." Just because he keeps it close, right? Some insight into how he manages his football team. I think we see it with Dan Campbell. Dan, oh, I'm kneecaps, a bite, and that's awesome and it's real, and I love it. Mike Tomlin's is a little more low-key, so I don't think it always comes to the surface the way it does in Detroit, but a little insight. Okay, but, but, okay so, he, so again, you can't see his face. We're going to play the whole thing again. He's going for a joke. Nobody laughs because they're all scared of him, and then he transitions to a little explanation. Good afternoon. Uh, 
in a little better mood today, man. Anybody got any contract questions? Uh, I'll say this. Um, I certainly could have handled uh, that situation better than I did, but I'll also say this. Um, I just believe there's a time and place for everything, and post-game press conferences are probably not the place uh, to address contract issues and things of that nature. It's just a very individual thing, and on game day, um, I doubt any of us are in that mindset. Certainly, I am not. Totally get it. By the way, two things can be true at once that feel contradictory. It is reasonable. It is reasonable for Mike Tomlin or any coach or any player to not be in the headspace and want to answer questions about contracts or, or their future after a loss or a win, for that matter. It's also reasonable, let me give you some perspective, that media members do not have access to the people they cover. We do not see them at the grocery store. We're not hanging out with them and our kids at the picnic, right? We're not seeing them when we, when we drop our kids off at school. They live in a totally different universe than me and you and even Pretty Daddy. And beyond that, there's not even real access to teams the way that there used to be in any of these sports. I know you don't care. I'm just trying to give a little bit of perspective from the media side of things. Even like locker room availability and the ability to be in the, in the complex. And So here's yesterday we learned something. Let me give an example. Yesterday we learned, I did know this from Ryan Harris, that with the Detroit Lions, <laughs> amazing, the, uh, I didn't know this, the, the, the visitor's locker room is three-quarters of a mile from the actual field. And so if you don't know what you're doing or you don't plan properly, you have to, if you want to do your warm-ups you have to, or your routine, you have to walk three-quarters of a mile. Then you've got to walk back, mile and a half. Then you've got to walk there at halftime or at the start of the game. Then you've got to walk back. Now you're at three miles. Then at halftime, you got to, it's just, it's crazy. Here's something that a lot of people don't know. Kansas City Chiefs have a beautiful facility because I used to write about the Chiefs when I was at the Kansas City Star 421 years ago. Beautiful, beautiful facility next to Arrowhead. And there was a time when that facility was, you'd like work in the building, you'd be around, like you, you wouldn't abuse it, but you can go to the bathroom, right? If you got to go to the bathroom, you're a grown man or a grown woman, you can go to the bathroom whenever you want. They changed it where you will enter in a separate door of the Chiefs facility if you're a media member. You're in a box, you're in the size of a bedroom, and you're not even allowed to go to the bathroom unless you ring a bell and they have to come get you like you're a child. And then they escort you to the restroom, and they escort you back. And what is the point of that? The point is you, there was a time when you might bump into a coordinator or an offensive lineman. And people might say, well, who cares? Because that's the insight. That's how people write stuff. That's how people, stop, don't, people don't get things wrong. And that means that every question you have to ask, you have to ask in these press conferences. I promise you, if there were, like, like 15 years ago, if you could just bump into Bill Cowher in the hallway, you might be like, hey, I know you don't well, – I, I got to ask you about it. I'm going to ask you about it. Son. I know, like, can you give me some insight? Like, you know, I'll get you after the guy. I don't want if we lose. That's gone now. So I understand both perspectives. All right, moving on to Tomlin and just – again, I just – not every coach can be judged based on the wins on their team. Mike Vrabel is a remarkably hot coaching candidate. It feels like every job, he's either interviewed or he's Skyping or they're sending him a gift basket or there's a plan to send him a gift basket or there's a plan to have an actual interview. The Titans did not win 13 games this year. You might, you might have noticed this. They did not have an amazing season. But there's an assessment of excellence as him as a coach despite the fact they didn't have a very good, they didn't have a good year. Mike Tomlin's an amazing coach. The guy made the playoffs. And I'm not taking shots at Vrabel. Mike Tomlin actually, his team in the postseason. And again, here's some insight. I just, I love this clip. I don't know why. I'm a Tomlin homer. I really am. By the way, I was wrong on this guy. I was skeptical of this guy when he got hired 41 years ago. This dude is still feeling the burn of losing. I love the word when he says sucks like five times. And I think the willpower you hear coming across here gives you some insight into how he coached, dragged, motivated these guys to get in the first place where they got to. It all sucks. 
It does. Um, it's not degrees of suck. Um, it all sucks. Um, I'd rather be working. Um, the thought of going to Mobile turns my stomach. Um, not that I dislike Mobile, um, but I know what it's like when you're working and you're not in Mobile. It's a really good feeling to be in that tournament as the road gets narrow and to be living out uh, the things that you aspired to live out over the last 12 months. And so um, it's not us, and it sucks. I'm, I'm with Coach. Mobile does not suck. I've been there. But if you're at the Senior Bowl, instead of trying to get yourself to an AFC Championship game, it would – wait, what did he say in the middle? I meant to write it down, but I didn't because I was laughing. It not sucks in the extreme. What was his expression? There's no degrees of suck. There's no degree of suck. That's ama- That's an amazing – you know what? The next time that I play somebody in a competitive tennis match and they play badly, I'm, I'm going to – and they're like, I didn't play well. I'm going to say, yeah, there's no degree of suck there. Just suck. <laughs> can I ask you another? Can I get? Can I ask you a question? You could always ask me a question. I try not to bring up the tennis questions because nobody cares. But I'm I'm going to do it. I play tennis. It has replaced basketball for me because I don't like breaking my ankles and breaking other people's ankles, Tom. Okay, <laughs> okay. Rolling your I I I can, I can ball a little bit. So a friend of mine, she's a tennis pro. Okay, she likes what she does. She teaches people to play tennis. She taught my daughter for a while. She's got a student who's a 16-year-old high school kid who plays high school tennis. And my friend said, can you go out and play against my student and play her in a couple sets to help her? Because I hit the ball pretty hard. And I said, sure. Then I saw this kid playing one day because she's friends with my my daughter. And I was like, I don't think it's going to go well for her. So I went back to the pro. I said, are you you sure? She said, yeah, yeah. I go, do you want me to take something off? She goes, no. I want you to go as hard as you can. She needs to play at that level. Played this young lady yesterday. What do you think I should have done? I think you probably should have taken a little off. Didn't. I beat her 6-0, 6-0. Yeah, so you should have taken a little off. So you think I was wrong? I got yes. felt bad. Yeah, you should. But then my friend Carrie came over, and so it was like like I was up, whatever, 3 over. And she to watch. I'm like, hey, this is. can I take a little off? She goes, no. Sounds more like a punishment. I don't know, man. Actually, it felt I felt bad. You should feel bad. I I didn't feel great about it. Um, you had a different take on Tomlin. Did I sway you to my side? You 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 had a different, and you weren't anti Tomlin, but you think something all is not well in, in in Pittsburgh paradise. I think just because you have 17 consecutive years of being 500 or better, and you made the playoffs with a team that, let's be honest, probably that didn't deserve to make the playoffs. You had Kenny Pickett, you had Mason Rudolph, you had Mitch Trubisky. T.J. Watt was hurt. Mike Tomlin right. is an outstanding coach. That doesn't mean it's it's not stale in Pittsburgh right now. Like seventeen years is a long. You want to come on? You want to fire Mike Tomlin? I mean, it sounds harsh to say it, but yeah, yeah it I, th- I think it's time for the Steelers to have a new voice, and I think it's time for Tomlin to have a wow. fresh start somewhere. He's a fantastic coach. He would have a job in five minutes. I get that. Let me ask you a question. And this is the old, there can be two things that are true at once. I am not criticizing your point. I don't know that I, I don't agree. But but let's say that you're right. And, and it, it can be true that a fresh start can a fresh start can, can, can be big. So so not disparaging your point or, or putting it down. Accepting it, putting it aside, okay. Outside of Pittsburgh, right? Let's say it makes sense for him to move on. He's not the guy there because his voice isn't heard, whatever the reason. But outside of Pittsburgh, how many coaches in the NFL – would you rather have coaching your football team if you could just drop him in 
than Mike Tomlin. One, maybe two? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Shanahan, I think Kyle Shanahan has proven his ability, not just what he does offensively, but that team, when they're not, when they're not down to their fourth-string quarterback, their practice squad backup, obviously they, they, just, they just win. I mean, Andy Reid is ahead of him. Andy and Reid's on the list. By the way, to your point, to your point, Andy Reid got stale in Philly. Like, it wasn't going to work in Philly. It Obviously, he needed a reset in Kansas City, to your point. Resets can matter at a Hall of Fame coach level. And I think it's Andy Reid for me, and I think you you might disagree very strongly with me on this, but Harbaugh. Don't say, Harbaugh. I thought you said Dan Campbell. John Harbaugh? No, Jim. Jim, got it, yeah. Because there's a good point. Somebody hit me up with this on Twitter, and I, I've been sort of chewing on it a little bit. Um... I go after Mike McCarthy for not winning, right? And they're like, why don't you go after John Harbaugh? And so I think it's reasonable. And I think this is the year where, he, where for me, John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson, you know, disprove that or cross that threshold or don't. And things aren't static. That's what's great about sports. You can change your narrative, right? You can go and claim something. Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh ahead of almost every coach that's currently in the National Football League. Yes, yeah, the dude wins everywhere he goes. Because we are always captives of the moment, right? Like you could, there are people who are listening who are going to say, what about Dan Campbell? What about D'Amico Ryans? They're I mean, ascending you know, for sure. You know who's been pretty interesting? And, and maybe, I'm not sure he belongs in the conversation, but people in Wisconsin might disagree. Lafleur has been, everything he dealt with and Aaron Rodgers' drama, and I mean, they're, they are in the second round of the playoffs. They won obviously a big road game against the Cowboys, he has properly directed, guided, nurtured, whatever, Jordan Love to a place where it looks like he's going to be a long-term solution at the most important position in the National Football League. I might put him on that on that list. And, I mean, he took over for a guy in McCarthy where it got stale. They had a lot of success. I understand he had a Hall of Fame quarterback. But, Bill, the Steelers have lost five straight playoff games only the Dolphins have a longer playoff losing streak you, right now. You're kind of winning me over. Here's the thing. He, Tomlin, might be better off somewhere else. The Steelers aren't going to find a better coach. That I agree with, but I almost think at this point it's better to bottom out like the Patriots just did and start fresh. Another, so I'm just jumping around here. I think Mike Vrabel's an amazing, amazing coaching candidate, and so do other people. And really, if Tomlin left, Vrabel would be the perfect fit that organization. What's amazing is Matt LaFleur comes off the Vrabel coaching tree, but we don't really associate them because they're just different in their styles and approaches. And because LaFleur has been overshadowed by Aaron Rodgers for however many years. He's been there four years, whatever, three, four years that he's been there. And he didn't get to run his own offense. And they didn't win. Man, the NFL is pretty amazing. All right, so so Tommy uh, came up with, he never makes a rejoin of th- these moments, by the way. Credit where it's due. Uh, Tommy basically took down. Tommy's the Packers, okay? And the research department at CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Radio's crack team of, of researchers that always do the research for us uh, are the Cowboys. And Tom, pretty daddy, just beat them on their own turf. And I'm being serious. Tom came up with a really interesting insight and some research on how the new format in the NFL has shifted and changed the teams that are currently playing to try and advance to AFC and NFC Championship games this weekend. And we're going to let Tom have his moment to shine over Odyssey's incredibly robust research department after we get a CBS Sports Radio update 
from Andrew Bogish. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. He's Bill Ryder, and people can't stop listening. Maybe you'll break the curse. I don't really break curses. I add to curses. It's Ryder Than You with Bill Ryder. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you, along with the executive producer of the program, Pretty Daddy. Bum of the week. One hour from now, we need candidates. Flood. Why are you booing? Why are you booing? Flood the zone. Sports writer. Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Give us some nominees. I got to wait. People sent them yesterday, and I got literally 70 Knicks fans. Yeah, is good. (laughs) I know. I was reading all of those on my commute in this morning. They used to, like, annoy me or bother me. Now I just, I actually kind of feel bad for the people writing them. They're not even creative anymore. No. What's up? Yeah, where are you? What's up, sports writer? Where are you at now? Still yeah. the same place that I've been, man. Yeah, man. Living a pretty good life. <laughs> not <laughs> hanging on to three-year-old clips from CBS Sports HQ. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone. AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. By the way, like, who had the – this is the other thing. I, this is where I'm just going to – like, I never – I'm not making – I'm not mad at my job. But, like, the TV, just a little behind the scenes. No one – these people are never going to hear this. Who's going to be a bust? I don't think anyone's going to be a bust. Like, we kind of – we need somebody to be – okay, fine. The person who has the most bust potential to me is Jalen Brunson. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He didn't bust, and I'm glad. I did not pitch that to you as a topic. Don't look at me. I just, hey, I, I'm the one that said the words. And I thought it. I thought, okay, it's hard. There's a LeBron impact. Like, there are guys who have come off LeBron, sort of play with LeBron, who are not as good as you think because LeBron sucks up so much oxygen and has the ball in his hands so much that like guys are open and just, I'm like, Luca's that guy. Is that good? Maybe Brunson is just drafting off Luca. No, Brunson's really, really good. Um, before we get to praising you, uh, how was how, how doing by or sell today? Because we've been doing rapid fire by or sell. You, I don't want to, but you, you, I can tell you think rapid fire might be better. How was putting together the new one today, pal? I mean, look, we did rapid fire. I think we've done it three times now, and we did it back-to-back days. So we, yeah. we have a full context, king context, buy or sell yeah. today. In writing it, I'm not going to admit to because we haven't done it on the air yet. In writing it, it didn't have the same magic this morning. I just think, didn't feel the same. 
I think it's going away. It's like it's like when you reconnect with an ex girlfriend and like, uh, you know what? I'm we're gonna give this thing another chance. <gasps> Your I, hero. I really loved her. Like, let's let's give this another go. I know why it didn't work, but like, Aww. let's try this again. That's sweet. We tried it again, and for now, anyway, it just didn't have that same that same sizzle, that same pop. Your hero, Garth Brooks, said, "Sometimes I thank God for unanswered contact prayers." In your analogy, I'm a little sad right now. I, this morning, did another Garth Brooks quote to you. I said, your hero, Garth Brooks, said something. And you said, I didn't know Garth Brooks was my hero. I think what you're really saying is Garth Brooks is your hero. What I'm really saying is Garth Brooks should be everyone's hero in about 1995. <laughs> the river? Dude, I'm not even a country music guy. Life is like a river. Blah, 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 blah. It's pretty good, man. Not my, I mean, my God, voice of an angel. Yeah, what, really. What I mean, can't I do? Yeah, NBA what, analysis, Jalen Brunson. Country music? Carson Palmer wanted you to work on the album last year. He did want me to work on the album. Yeah, he loved your voice. You know, Carson's like a river, believing in my voice. Okay. <laughs> you look horrified. Uh, I love... You know what? Let's let you do this. You sent me an email with this original thought of yours. Which was great. And what? Why, why are you already laughing? <laughs> it was great. Uh, hit, hit us with it. This is a really good insight. I mean, look, we're getting ready for the divisional round of the playoffs. Obviously, as everyone knows, there's eight teams left. But of those eight teams, half of them, which is four, I'm a mathematician, half of them <laughs> were not in a playoff position through week 12. And obviously, it's been a few years now of an 18-week schedule, 17-game schedule, the Texans were six and five through Week Twelve, the eighth seed in the AFC. Can, can I just like add a little context? Yeah, sure. Con- You're right, and they were coached by a rookie head coach, and they were quarterbacked by a rookie quarterback, and it was a co- cute story. But I think in the moment, a lot of folks might have said they're not going to be able to see this through because of that inexperience. Please continue. They were projected to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about even at six and five. I think people were like, "Oh, okay." Yep, Houston didn't clinch a playoff spot until Week Eighteen. You got the Buffalo then- Bills. Right, six and off. six. Written off. Six and six. They were 10th in the AFC. Didn't clinch a playoff spot officially until week 18. The second spot, which is crazy. Okay. Green Bay, Jordan Love starting his first year. Five and six. Through yep. week 12, they were eighth in the NFC. Officially clinched a playoff spot week 18. Can I also add, he had, I thought he started, if I remember right, like had a, like a okay start, like flashes. He was he was substandard over most of those games. We His were turnaround. starting to get concerned about Jordan yeah. Love. Yeah, Jordan don't love him. And then Tampa Bay obviously signed Baker Mayfield to a one-year deal. They were 4-7, and seven, went yep. on to win the division. They were the 11th seed through Week 12 in the NFC, officially clinched a playoff spot in Week 18. Can I add this to your context? And I might be off a little bit. I'm doing this from memory. I love this take. I love this perspective, just how the NFL – was is in a vastly different place now than we thought it was deep into the season. I'm pretty sure this is around the same time or coming off when the Niners lost two out of three or three in a row, and everyone said, like, oh, it shines off. These guys aren't the best team, and the, they're not the Eagles. So I don't know whether I think, okay, the NFL is now a marathon or whether it's more the NFL changes on a dime. Like, just so quickly things can change now in the NFL. I mean, you're talking about can I, a team I gotta that take. was four and seven I gotta is take. now in the divisional round. I think the margins are so thin that momentum, timing, and the ability to win games 
at the end of the year when they when the pressure is so much more intense are critical. And I don't have the stats in front of me because this is your take, and I love it. But if you look up Patrick Mahomes' December stats in his career, maybe I can do it quick. It is astounding, his record. And December football is obviously when you're kind of like making your bones, making your push. Are you in the playoff? What is your seeding? I think there's something to be said about we talk about we should like how guys play in the playoffs versus the regular season, right? Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, to a lesser degree, Lamar Jackson, just just you know just that one opportunity, that one game, that one win. I um, I think December football is like somewhere between those two realities. Very quickly, what I'm seeing here: 50 touchdowns in the month of December in 28 games played. A passer rating of ninety six point seven for Patrick Mahomes. I want to see record. Like I think, I think it would be higher if you were to like look at the Chiefs' record. And I could be wrong. This is all from from memory. I've I've been wrong one time. Remember that? I do remember that. Patrick Mahomes in the month of December twenty two and six. There you go. That's what I was looking for. That's amazing because those games are all like significant football games. Um, I'm very excited. Nick Costos, gambling guru, Odyssey, sports betting insider, friend of the show, contemporary of Tommy, next here, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.